5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right. Welcome. Yeah, Molly's going to sit in the picture. There he goes, right across the camera. Ah, the magic of radio. Thank you, Big Ken. All right, there we go. Uh, it's nice to have you with us, Mike Mullis. Mike Mullis is going to be... Uh, our, our special baseball edition here, leading you into pirate baseball coming up uh, at the top of uh, the hour. And if you're uh, watching it on ESPN Plus, Mike Mullis will be more Molly, more Molly on the TV. Exciting yep. for you! All the games this year as the analyst. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, I, you know, it, it's going to be kind of cool to. Uh, although we'll we'll miss the consistency of having you and I there together for the entirety of the season, but we'll we will do some of that. We'll have a few games. Yeah, we will. But it'll be. Uh, I think it's a good thing, and I, I've kind of had some feedback in the community that hey. Regardless of, of, of who the play-by-play partner is, at least there'll be some consistency on having one person doing the analyst As the work. analyst, yeah. yeah. So I appreciated that. You know, It seemed like a, a compliment, at least. Okay. Well, I can I can yeah. see where that's the case. Yeah. All right. So Hope Springs Eternal on opening day. And uh, what are you looking for today in this season opener? You know... I'm really excited about this club, and, and we've 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 had lots of conversations about this. I think today it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I mean, I'm really curious to see Savage. You know, he's made some tweaks and changes, and some of them were rule driven. Right. And, uh, when you say he's made changes, what do you mean? Some mechanical adjustments with with things that were uh, they needed. Yeah. Well, I think they were for the longevity of his career. Right. And for his ability to be consistent. But in he what he's seemed to, to take do. to him like a duck to water. Uh, the first time I saw him, I was. It's a different guy. Okay. And, and, and not, not that he was bad before, uh, but I, I think you're going to see some velos out of him I, that, that we haven't seen before. Um, he feels pretty pretty good about maybe even getting into the upper 90s this year at some point. Now, I don't know if I expect to see that today, uh, but I, I, I'm curious to see him. curious to see this team speed in action because there is a lot of it. Uh, I, you know, just the whole thing, man. I know these guys are excited and uh, you know, every year, you're right, hope springs eternal, but every year uh, there's some maybe cautious optimism. I, I think this club, there's a lot to be excited about, and I think the fans are going to enjoy it. Zach Root goes tomorrow mm-hmm. in the uh, game that will begin at uh, 2 o'clock, I believe, against Ryder. Um, when you look at uh, Zach Root, you are very excited about mm-hmm. Zach Root. Why? Uh, first off, I like the, you know, the, Young guy, sophomore yeah. now, so he's got a year under his belt. I like the homegrown nature of his mechanics and the way he goes about it. It's his. It's Seems his. to have a lot of ease in his yeah, delivery. It's his signature. It's a la Dontrell Willis is kind of who right. we've compared it to through through the, through the year now or two years. But uh, super easy for him. Uh, he made a great statement at the banquet that uh, I think it was at the banquet, maybe it was media day, that his dad wouldn't let him throw a baseball pitch. Until he could completely repeat his his mechanics every time flawlessly, I think that's kind of a neat story. But uh, neat guy, you know, the, the left handers always get you excited, right? Uh, and again, with his stuff, and already have seen him a couple times early in the spring in inter squads. Uh, a little velocity increase; he's much bigger. 
Uh, so, I, you know, uh, again, a lot there to be excited about. Will you do, uh, will you use that story on the broadcast today? Sure. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Or at yeah. some point. Yeah, sat- we, we yeah. will not have Saturday, Sunday game. Uh, it will be on ESPN Plus, but I will not be there. Right. Be doing the pass through. Right. Uh, but yeah, as soon as we have a root game, that will be a story that I think the, uh, the fans deserve to hear. It's pretty neat. Mike Mullis using the terms pastor because he's a big TV star now. Yeah, that I Major am. TV star. I'm he joins him. us here. When we get uh, into next week, we're going to have Mully on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Is it Thursdays with Mully? We, is that what we're doing? Yeah. To preview the upcoming weekend. Right. Yep. And maybe talk about some of the news that was. Sure. There'll be some midweeks. Mm-hmm. You and I will have one of those midweeks against uh, Virginia Commonwealth. Be fun. They're otherwise known as VCU, so oh, make that yep, note. Yep, the Rams. For the, uh, there you go. I need to write that down. Uh, Mike Mullis is uh, with us here. The uh, Jake Hunter was named as the third starter. I know we're spending a lot of time on pitching, but uh, what do you what do you think uh, of that? I tell you what, I saw the, the this past weekend. I was out of pocket. I saw the weekend before where the competition was really heating up for that Sunday spot. Patrick, I'll be honest with you, from what I saw and even in hearing some of the remarks and all, could have gone any number of ways. Right. And I think some of it was 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 kind of based off of the decision that uh Shankman is comfortable in the in that in that role that they need him in, kind of back end if we have a right. if we have to stop a rally, we got a guy that's done that before, he's comfortable, he cherishes that. Uh so I I, I thought I thought he was gonna be the Sunday guy. Again, I think four guys that I saw throw over that weekend, you couldn't go wrong with anybody. Right. Jaden Winter was one of those guys, too, and he's he was. a hard thrower and can. Hey, you know what? I, I don't. Again, and, you know, this is Cliff Godwin, so I, I think that's what he's going with this weekend. Could uh, be different. Could be different. And he, you know, he even said uh, yesterday in a little quick presser, he goes, you know, we're not going to see the same lineup all three games this weekend. Right. And, and, and I'm talking, you know, lot up top to bottom. So. Uh, he's got a lot of guys, man. It's very, very interesting. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen a deeper team than what he's got and, and where you're already looking and seeing two or three position players that are young guys, freshmen that you go, you know what? They figure into where this thing goes. And then same thing out of the bullpen. There's a couple of freshmen that uh, along with the grad transfer. So, I mean, I, it, there's a lot of depth to this yeah. club, and it's you know it, it again. It's going to be interesting. Mike Mullis will have the uh, game coming up for you here. Uh, quarter till will be the airtime. Top of the hour, the season opener against Ryder. It's a special edition of today's Patrick Johnson uh, show here, leading you into uh, Pirate Baseball. Mike Mullis will have uh, TV coverage today on ESPN Plus alongside Darren Vaught. Uh, it'll be Scooter and Coach O on the uh, radio call. Uh, Dixon Williams is going to get the start at third base, and uh, this seems in some people's uh, minds like something that's kind of a, been a long time coming. And it's funny you say that he's a sophomore, yeah. Right? But 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 because he's a local product, a lot of people have known him and followed him. And you got to remember, he committed to East Carolina super early uh, in his high school career. and really wanted to be here. I mean, he's sure, an ECU this fan. Is, he yeah. is a pirate, yeah. so uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's earned the right to to to, to at least. Start the season at that spot again. I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't think he's not going to play every game at third base. You know what I mean? He's not going right. to. It's just it, it, partially it's unrealistic. But he, um, I think he, he's really swinging the bat. He's, he's his trip out to you know to summer ball was really good to him. Uh, he's not slowed down since he got back. I remember uh, in the fall, Cliff making the statement that Dixon led the team in RBIs by a large margin and. 
Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, I, big things expected out of him and congratulations to him for, uh, for winning that starting spot. He's got a little pressure behind him with the freshman and it'll be interesting to see again how, uh, how that shakes out over the year. Uh, Mike Mullis with us here in the uh, studio today. Molly will be with us uh, during the week, uh, during the uh, baseball season from here on out, which uh, we're looking forward to having him uh, here on uh, 94.3 The Game this season. Mike, let me ask you a little bit about uh, some of the other positions. Obviously, up the middle is uh, where your your best athletes or, or your real leaders are in baseball. There's a, uh, a lot of depth at catcher, a lot of... Uh, Guys, trio of guys that bring different things to the uh, to the equation. Uh, up the middle, it seems pretty uh, select, uh, pretty set right now with uh, Barini and set at second base. Center field uh, again seems like that's kind of set. So, when you when you look up the middle, what do you see from this team? I, I see a lot of a lot of ability, and you're right. Good teams are really strong up the middle behind the plate. Let's kind of start there. Um, you've got two really offensive options, and you're returning guys with Wilcox and McChrystal. Uh, both of them, uh, very capable catchers. I think Wilcox is a little better day in, day out receiver, but that whole catching core, all three of those guys can really, really throw. Uh, so that makes it a, uh, interesting dynamic as it, as it relates to obviously at least slowing any running game that you may see against you up the middle with Starling at second and, uh, and Barini at short and then Chrisman in the mix there is yeah. kind of a three headed monster that, uh, it can, can kind of go any number of ways. But yeah, I, I, you know, you got to feel good about, and, and Jacob Starling's got a little different swagger about him this year. And, and maybe, maybe it's fair to say it's a little less swagger and a little more quiet confidence. Right. Uh, if that makes any sense. But, uh, really you, you, he's almost exuding the leadership that you have to have, uh, to get to where, you know, to get to where you want to be. Uh, it looks like Riley Johnson will be the starter today in center. Does he stay there the whole year? Or does he maybe wind up and left some? I, I, you know, Bristol Carter's pretty good, the freshman. Yeah. He's a pretty good player. As a matter of fact, he's a really good player. I think, again, Riley Johnson came in and won that spot. Right. Coming yeah. off of, yeah. you know, coming off of injury and, and kind of the, the issues he's dealt with. We also have to remember Riley Johnson's one of the best outfielders, defensive outfielders in the country. So, you know, I, that's kind of hard for a freshman to come in and, and, and move him. Uh, and it looked like that was going to be kind of the by default move. Right. Uh, and then Riley comes back and has been on fire with the bat as well. So I, in answer to your question, I think you see, you know, it, it puts you in a nice situation where if Cliff goes the way he went last year where we saw some late defensive substitutions as it relates to Jenkins Coward, uh, gives you a couple of options out there with, you know, Nowak and Carter yeah. and, and obviously center field's locked down. And then you get over to right field. Uh, you could run Cunningham out there, JC to start. I mean, t- again, a ton of movable parts that allow Cliff and the staff to play matchup. What kind of a season do you see Jacob Jenkins Coward having? Man, I hope a big one. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's been, uh, and, and per his own admission last year was, was kind of the sophomore. We had the injury and yeah, that, he that had didn't the injury help. And, and maybe tried a little too hard to, Tough his way through that. Uh, so hopefully see a big year from him. I, you know, I, I've seen some strides with him offensively just watching, uh, again, the scrimmages from, from where the changes that they put in are now kind of taking effect. So I, uh, and, and I'll tell you, that's going to be a big deal too, Patrick. Th- th- this team offensively, uh, it's a very different look. A, lo- a lot of, uh, yeah, I think you're going to see some balls get out of the park, but I think you'll see a lot of line drives and gaps. And, and and that's what all coaches want, right. right? That's what we work on, what we kind of strive for. But it, it's 
I mean, we went out. We took the guys from DH Colony out two weeks ago. And the number one question was, I said, guys, how many fly balls did you see? And it, the answer was two. Yeah. There was just a lot of line drives. And I think, uh, you know, from, from hearing the guys talk and uh, no disrespect to, to Coach Bortles or anybody that's worked with the hitters in the, pa- in the past, they're really in tune with Henry and what he's teaching and they like him and there's buy-in. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think, you know, I heard Cliff say one of the best things Henry's done is be available. Yeah. So when the guys need something, he's there. They know they're uh, vested and invested in each other uh, and in their mutual success. And uh, I, I just from what I've seen, it's it's paying dividends. What um, with Ryder? What's what's kind of the primer on them? They're they're one of the. I mean, they're a team that's been in the tournament before. They, yeah, last year. Yeah, and, big run. And what do you see out of them coming into it's this? It's interesting. We, we, you know. Quite frankly, PJ, there's not a ton of information out there about right. Ryder. Uh, and we've, you know, had some, some bumps trying to get in touch with their, with their SID folks. But in, in what I can gather, uh, they're returning a left-handed starter who will be, apparently, to, will go tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is their only, um, preseason accolade guy. Right, right. Okay, so, uh, doesn't mean anything. They've had some guys come in that nobody knows yet, Juco guys right, and yeah. whatever. Uh, but they, um, they did graduate their two top arms and uh, their top bat from last year, but you know they 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 are the little engine that could. They went down to uh, Coastal Carolina with Duke and uh, in that regional and played. Uh, I think it was three extra inning games, yeah, and almost you know almost found a way to walk away with that thing. So um, it, it's it, their head coach also, and I think this is is interesting. And I think it merits conversation. Their head coach is a uh, is a doctor, and his focus is sports psychology. Ah. So you know, you you take the little engine that could and get it believing that it can, and you've got something. So I I think um, I think we'll see a scrappy lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, they are beat up a little bit with mono, so that's yeah. been yeah. Uh, you know, there's been some shuffling that's going to have to happen there. But uh, but you know, other than that, I just expect a scrappy club that probably hadn't been outside a whole lot and is going to come in here and want to win a couple games. What is the um Kind of the overarching, you know, theme as we go into the year, just college baseball as a whole. You know, it's, it's the settling out and still seeing the impact. And I think with all of college athletics of NIL and of the transfer portal and COVID and, and teams, well, or the COVID it, year, COVID's kind of getting behind us now. Okay. We're going back I'm to talking roster. about a COVID year. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're shrinking rosters now. Yeah. We're kind of getting back to a little more normalcy. Um, there are, you know, there, there are now visible pitch clocks that are at Clark and Clare Stadium. Right. There are, you know, things minute 20 between innings. There are things that are, uh, will be there to address, to continue to address the pace of the game to get a more, uh, high action, uh, high action volume type game and move games along. So, uh, but I, you know, I think all in all, it's, it's a, uh, it, it, and it does have a little bit of feel of the Southeast. Uh-huh. You know, versus everybody. Like right now, there's nine teams of D1 baseball is projecting to be regional host kind of in from kind of Vandy over and down to us. And, and East Carolina is included in that number. So a lot of really good baseball regionally. Uh, and I think you probably see your World Series uh, champion come out of this region and hopefully they're wearing purple and gold. What is the uh, what's the, the, the ceiling for this team, do you think? Omaha. Okay. I really believe that. I, I, it's just this team has a different feel. Yeah. It just has a different feel. And I, and I'm going to tell you what the staff wants to see this weekend. They want to see clean baseball. Right. It, it, look, that 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 wins you a lot of games, right? Let's take care of the ball defensively. Let's throw strikes. Let's have competitive at bats. We don't have to try to do too much. 
if we do that, if it, it, you know, as a staff, this is the staff talking to the team. If we as a team can play as a team and just uh, play our brand of baseball, and minimize mistakes, they're going to be in every game this year. Great to see you, Molly. Thank yeah, you for always, uh, doing this. Uh, Mike Mullis is going to be involved this year in uh, the ESPN Plus uh, telecast as the analyst. Uh, so looking forward to his work all season long. You'll hear him today uh, if you're watching the game at uh, 4 o'clock with Darren Vaught. Of course, we have uh, Scott Rogers and Dr. Gary Overton on radio at uh, 4, and they'll be taking the airwaves here on about 20-some-odd minutes uh, from now. All right, let's uh, grab a timeout, and when we come back, Philip the Ref Pilkington is in. Great job yesterday by Pilk filling in. He'll give you a 94-3 The Game Sports Update and Pirate Report, a preview of the series, plus a recap of ECU's big basketball win last night, and uh, still to come also our Pirate Report in the show. So stay with us here on the PJ Show here on 94-3 The Game. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game Sports Flash Update and Pirate Report. Last night, the basketball team made it two in a row with a 68-55 win over the Wichita State Shockers. This swept this season series, and the Pirates improved to 6-6 six and six in league play. Coach Schwartz was impressed with the toughness his team played with, specifically on the glass. Again, I look at things like this. Jaden Walker, seven rebounds. R.J. Felton, seven rebounds. We challenged our guards that they needed to. And then Val Panetta comes in he has two block shots and it just again same thing as it was in wichita where all the stuff he did uh non-stat related was so big for us moving the basketball walling up on a huge wall up on the Mm -hmm. baseline on a drive and just using his physicality so I i thought val was really big tonight bj and rj led the way in scoring with 21 points apiece the pirates will try and make it three in a row on sunday when they host the two-lane green wave at two o'clock network coverage will start for that at 130 right here on 94.3 the game it's opening day in college baseball and trey savage is psyched to be the opening day starter i mean it means a lot we put in all this work this all this whole uh, off season um get to come out here and play the game we love tomorrow fired up about it the game will be heard right here at the top of the hour on 94.3 the game tomorrow's coverage for the two o'clock first pitch also on 94.3 and then sunday's game which is scheduled for one o'clock will be on our sister station talk 1037 the pirate softball team will be in action also today at the top of the hour as they host fairfield and they put their 7-0 record on the line trying to remain unbeaten last night iowa's women's basketball team defeated Michigan 106 to 89. Caitlin Clark led the way with 49 points, but her most important of the night was her eighth point of the night, which gave her 3,528 for her career, passing Kelsey Plum for the most all time. Last night at the duels in Daytona, Victory Lane was full of Toyotas as Tyler Reddick brought home the first duel. Four car owners Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan and Christopher Bell driving for the former Hall of Fame coach Joe Gibbs won the second duel. However, the biggest story of the night was seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson racing his way into the Great American Race with a last lap pass of J.J. Yaley. They'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update and Pirate Report. On the other side of this timeout, we will hear more from baseball's media coverage yesterday from Parker Bird and Coach Godwin. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. 
It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, the Get You to the Weekend Edition, a uh, special edition here today, the Patrick Johnson Show. We're going to get you out to uh, Clark Clare Stadium in about uh, 15 minutes or so from right now as uh, we have ECU baseball today. Uh, the season opener with uh, Ryder. Three-game set opens, 4 o'clock first pitch. Uh, and as I said, we'll be a few minutes away from getting you out to uh, Scott Rogers and Coach Gary Overton. Uh, ECU basketball with a big victory uh, last night. Uh, that was a good win for the uh, Pirates. They get the season sweep of uh, Wichita State. 68-55, uh, limited the Shockers to 27 points in the first half. And I thought really, uh, really did a great job on them for, you know, for about 10 minutes in the second half. They only gave up 10 points. Um, fairly even game after halftime scoring wise. ECU had enough, uh, to get through. Brandon Johnson, 21 points and 10 rebounds in 37 minutes. 21 points, 7 rebounds for, uh, RJ Felton in 33 minutes last night. Four points, couple assists, but seven rebounds uh, for Jaden Walker. And I know a lot of the uh, flashy, splashy scoring stuff mentions uh, Pettiford's eight and uh, Hayes's seven, but uh, Jaden Walker was the big difference uh, maker in that game, in my opinion, uh, with what he was doing in his 32 minutes of play between running the point, playing defensively, uh, rebounding the basketball as a big guard. Uh, Jaden Walker really set a tone last night. Uh, so East Carolina will, uh, move to 13 and 12 in basketball. They're now six and six in the Americans, the fifth time since joining the AAC that they've won six games and the earliest they've ever won six games. So, uh, we'll have, uh, an opportunity for the Pirates to, uh, for the third time this year, an opportunity to win three conference games in a row, which would be a first in uh, many, many moons. First in the American, and uh, would be an opportunity to get the most wins they've had in uh, American Athletic Conference play when Tulane comes to town on Sunday at two uh, two o'clock. Yeah, Sunday at two. Uh, we'll have coverage that day on uh, what station will that be on? Pilk. That'll be on one zero three seven. No, basketball will be on ninety four three, and baseball will be on one hundred three. So. I got you. On Beach music on one hundred seven nine on so. Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. So basketball here on ninety four three. The game on Sunday, one hundred three seven for baseball on Sunday. Okay, good stuff uh, there. Um, you know, I thought last night with uh, the basketball. Uh, obviously, East Carolina defensively played played great. Uh, Wichita State came out hot. But uh, East Carolina put the clamps on them shortly thereafter. Uh, Wichita was just four of twenty-one from uh, three-point territory. Uh, Pirates did a pretty good job on the uh, backboards against Wichita State, uh, out rebounding and plus three. This was one of the top rebounding teams in the country, coming in eighteen assists on twenty-five field goals. We'll hear more from Coach Schwartz on that in a second, uh, and. Uh, Pirates forced 14 turnovers in the game. East Carolina also blocked seven shots, so a very, uh, very impressive, uh, deal. And I, and I thought just defensively getting in the lanes, disrupting things were, were very impressive last night, uh, from the Pirates. So, uh, we'll get to some audio of basketball, also some baseball preview audio. I'll do all that right now in our Pirate Report. 
And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right. Well, uh, let's start with uh, Coach Swartz. And uh, he talked about Caleb LeCount's big contribution in the few minutes he had on the floor. He hits two huge free throws. He settles us. Uh, you know, I, I didn't think we handled the very end of the game very well in terms of some of those turnovers. I mean, I think we got too many veteran guards to, to make some of those uh, turnovers. Um, and I give Wichita State credit the way that they were pressuring late in the game, and uh, as any team should. But I thought Caleb came in. He handled the ball. He found RJ one time. He got fouled. He makes two free throws. I mean, that's what it's about. You're sitting over there. He played well in the first half, and he didn't play in the second half, and he's ready as soon as his number's called. So I give him a lot of credit with that. And uh, Mike Schwartz on uh, playing a team that switches and how that makes running your offense tough. I give Wichita State a lot of credit. They make it very difficult to run offense because they switch so much off the ball, and they make it very hard because they can switch to deny. And it's it's a you know we hit a couple slips to start the game, which was great. Actually, we took advantage of that, but they're switching defense consistently. And so what happens is we've been in games where we've had played against switching defenses, and it turns into a lot of isolation. And you may score, but the assist numbers aren't there. So the very first thing I looked at was the fact that we were still able to go get uh, 18 assists on 25 made field goals versus a switching defense is a good sign of growth for this team. And then the other thing is that we held uh, them to two offensive rebounds in the second half. All right. Uh, so that's Coach Schwartz there. Uh, Tulane. They lost last night to SMU, 87-79 to in New Orleans. So the Green Wave are 13-11 uh, and 11 overall. And uh, let's see if I can find an idea of where they are. <coughs> Excuse me. In the um, – well, I know they're behind the Pirates. They might be behind the Pirates a couple games in the uh, standings. They're 4-8 and eight in the standings after last yeah, they're, night's they're, loss. So they're two games yeah. behind ECU in the standings. They're so. a tough team, though. They've scored 90 on eight occasions this year. So the Pirates are definitely going to have to hit some shots. Uh, might well, be a lot of UTSA, but better. I, I Look, I think uh, if East Carolina defends like they've been defending, uh, I, I'd be shocked if Tulane came in here and scored 90. True. On. Hey, they played 38 minutes of tough defense last night, and the good thing is the bad two minutes were like the first two minutes instead of the last two, which has kind of burnt uh, yeah, them in some absolutely. previous contests. Well, you know, Mike Swartz talked about learning to win, and last night I thought they kind of learned to win after having a big lead and not letting it you know, get tight, uh, able to kind of push it out every time. Uh, it seemed like Wichita State made a run at him in the game. All right, uh, we've got ECU baseball coming up against Ryder today. Uh, they held their media availability yesterday. Uh, let's start with the Cliff Godwin cuts. And uh, in cut five, he talks about uh, that feeling you get on opening day. You get butterflies. It's chill bumps, you know, especially running out on the field in front of, you know, four or 5,000 people here at Clark LeClaire Stadium. I mean, if you're not having a few butterflies, something's wrong with you. Coach G on the advice he has to the players uh, coming up on opening day today. Tell them to keep doing what they've been doing. I mean, last weekend was as probably as competitive of three scrimmages that we've ever had the weekend before we opened up. So it doesn't matter who we're playing. We just want to play pirate baseball. I know you guys get tired of hearing that, but it's not a coach speak thing. That's who we are. We just want to be ourselves. And if we go out and be the best version of ourselves, then the wins and losses will take care of themselves. All right. Um some more from Coach Godwin here. Um, we uh, have him talking about giving back to the community that gives to the baseball team. 
Well, I'm just amazed. Number one, Carter came up with the idea to help the Children's Hospital, which is awesome. Um, of course, I told him at the banquet that I would do Friday, so we'll probably hit five home runs on Friday. So it's probably going to cost me some money, which I'm all good for. But it sold out in like three hours, like 33 home games. That's amazing, the community support and just giving back to the community. So that's one of the things I'm most proud of this group is they're selfless. I asked Carter when he put it out on social media, I just looked at like everybody's social media on the team and they were all reposting it. And I said, hey, did you tell the guys to? He goes, no. And I get chill bumps down that because the guys just want to give back to the community, which is awesome. So that's a great initiative there from Carter Cunningham and uh, a great thing that they're doing. Uh, last one from Coach Godwin here. He talks about Parker Bird. He's moving better. You know, he's still not moving to the level that he would like to move. Um, just the competitive at-bats he puts together. I don't think people realize what he's been through in the past two years. So um, it's just special to see him come out here. And he's treated just like every one of our other players. And sometimes I feel bad about it. And his dad and Parker both remind me that, hey, no, Coach, I'm a ECU baseball player. I want you to treat me exactly the same way. And we do. And um, he's just an inspiration to our entire team. All right, and uh, this is uh, Parker Bird uh, talking about his uh, new batting approach with the uh, prosthetic that he has. There's uh, definitely a lot of steps, and uh, it's a long journey, but uh, with great coaches like we have here, uh, I mean, they've invested a lot of time, and uh, I've invested a lot of time in the cage as well. But, I mean, just a lot, a lot of moments just preparing to for this season, and I think, I think I'm ready, so I uh, can't wait. Excited for Parker, and uh, he talked about being able to get out there <clears throat> and practice. I mean, it's great. Uh, I mean, like I said, I've been working really hard for this moment. Uh, I mean, the support I've had with my teammates, this community here, uh, back home in Laurenburg. Uh, just glad that I'm back out and uh, hopefully making everybody proud. So. Uh, and uh, let's see here, Parker Bird on uh, his role with the team this season. So just some pinch hit rolls here and there, wherever I can do to help the team win this year, uh, I'm down to do it. But I uh, really just focus on hitting in this year, and then hopefully as years go, uh, more and more on my roll. But uh, just whatever I can do to help the team win. And uh, <clears throat> the uh, last one here from Parker Bird, uh, talking about the uh, euphoria from his first at-bat. I think just focusing on the moment, uh, just doing our mental routines and uh, a bunch of breathing. But uh, I think I'll be ready, and I think I'll be able to uh, tone out the distractions for a little bit. But I think it will definitely bring a smile to my face for sure. So we'll have coverage here beginning in a few minutes on uh, 94.3 The Game with uh, the pregame show on the ECU Sports Network. Uh, we're going to have uh, Scooter Rogers and Coach O on the uh, call uh, and uh, that's coming your way. We'll have every uh, pitch throughout the season for you here on IBX Media, the IBX Media app in 94.3 The Game. Uh, so, uh, Steve and I go posting a little earlier in the week uh, about who, uh, you know, might be what the, what the opening day lineup is going to look like. You have Carter Cunningham. He's projecting at first base. And Pilk, uh, Carter Cunningham talked about, you know, we, we heard Cliff Godwin reference it there, but we also were hearing Carter Cunningham talking about that yesterday. What was it that he said that uh, kind of inspired him to do it? Did he get into all of that? Yeah, he just kind of talked about how when he was, you know, at home, he just had this, over for Christmas break, he just had this mindset of, you know, we've got this platform, what can we do 
to give back to all these, you know, this great community that so supports this baseball program. It was kind of the first thing that came to mind to him is, is why not do the children's hospital? And uh, so they put this um, initiative out. Like I said, you can go sponsor any of the 33 home games, and it sold out in a matter of hours. And then Coach kind of talks about it there. They're going to uh, certain players will or he will donate for I think every home run hit X amount of money from the first game, uh, Carter I said I think said that any home run he hits he'll donate twenty five dollars and he challenged the Pirate Nation to match that with uh, their, whoever their favorite player is every time they their favorite player hits home run. Awesome stuff there. <clears throat> well, it, obviously Jacob Starling will be at uh, at uh, second base. Uh, and this is also the batting order. So the, Cunningham leading off is what I jo- I goes projecting. Starling second. Uh, Jacob Jenkins Cowart in right field. Third, uh, Barini. Well, maybe this isn't the order, but Barini at shortstop. Uh, Will Coxon is what he's looking at for behind the uh, plate. Of course, we talked to Mike Mullis about uh, all of the competition uh, at the catcher spot. Chaz Myers. Projected by Igo to be in the DH role. We know Dixon Williams will start at third. Luke Nowak in left field. Expect a big year out of uh, Nowak. You savage the right-hander starting. So uh, here you go. That's what uh, Igo's projecting. The, the, what, what really strikes me is the depth on the team. I think that's a pretty remarkable thing to uh, to look at this team is the, the depth and the quality depth of this Pirate uh, team. Yeah, throughout pitching staff, throughout... The position, guys, uh, pretty impressive stuff. Okay, so uh, let's set the table for you. Coming up in a matter of minutes, we got ECU baseball here on 94.3 The Game. We'll have Pirate baseball for you tomorrow, beginning at 145 with a 2 o'clock first pitch. Also on uh, Sunday, this is where things get uh, a little bit changed. Uh, they differ. This will be uh, Pirate Baseball on our sister station, Talk 103.7 WTIB, and that will be uh, at uh, 12.45 with a 1 o'clock first pitch. Pirate Basketball right here on 94.3, the game with a 1.30 airtime and a 2 o'clock tip against uh, Tulane. I'll be in the uh, air chair on uh, Tuesday for TV, excuse me, Sunday for TV, uh, ECU and uh Tulane will have it up for you on ESPN Plus with a 202 tip. Uh, coming up on uh, Monday, Inside Pirate Athletics. We'll also go inside the ECU clubhouse with Coach Godwin. Steve and I go and I will will call, uh, talk to Coach G. So that is uh, coming your way on uh, Monday. Big thanks to uh, joining us here today on the uh, Deos at the uh, table. Uh, Mike Mullis, looking forward to Molly's, uh, analysis all season long on ESPN Plus of all the games they're going to be doing and, uh, showing there, uh, that Molly's on. He'll do a great job with that, I do believe. And, uh, looking forward to the start of Pirate Baseball season, number 11 ranked DCU taking on, uh, the, uh, Ryder, are they the Mustangs? Bronx. Eh, Bronx. It's, it's a wild horse either way. Same difference, right? However you look at it, it's a wild horse. That's going to get stabbed by the sword of the pirate, ah, shot whoa, by the musket of the pirate. Peter people are going to come after you now, Pilk. Right. I know. Well, hey, you know, I'm talking about the mascots, not the not the people in the field. So, uh, have a great weekend. Be safe out there. We'll look forward to talking to you on Monday, and uh, see you this weekend on ESPN Plus. Enjoy pirate baseball, which gets underway in a matter of moments with the pregame show. So, stay with us here on 94.3 The Game and the IBX Media app. Excuse me. 
while I kiss this guy. 